0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Please gamble responsibly. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard 24 hours after knocking back the chance to join Rangers Derek McInnes is back in the Aberdeen dugout as they take on Dundee Fresh from a Rangers statement Which seems to question whether he'd even have been right for the job in the first place We'll also hear from Graham Murty While elsewhere Celtic now know the full list of teams they could get in Monday's Europa League draw So give us your dream and nightmare scenarios Your big weekend preview starts right here In the company of two men concomitant with Friday nights Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson Well I suppose being concomitant is better than being a specky tube Well I don't know I have a new that meant the first <laughs> You know the number to get us on guys 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well If you want to have your say It has been quite a 24 In fact it's been quite a 6 weeks Hugh Keevans yeah. But if, let's, let's narrow our focus on the last 24 hours Derek McInnes makes it clear around this time last night That he is staying at Aberdeen Not yeah. interested in any approach from Rangers Rangers then hit back with a, a statement last night Which has got everyone talking And tonight Derek McInnes is back with his Aberdeen tracksuit on In that dugout I'll take it in chronological order for you Gordon In the first place You have to respect Derek McInnes's decision It is his life Both his football life and his family life And he arrived at it after consultation with his family I would not pretend to know why he took that decision I think we'll all have to wait until Derek does his memoirs at the end of his career And then we'll find out the true story Because other than Derek McInnes and Stuart Milne I'm not sure that anyone knows the full story Now, with regard to Rangers' statement Rangers' default position appears to be that Well, we did ask to speak to him But, you know he clearly doesn't think that uh, he's, he's big enough to handle the Rangers job So I'll happily let Rangers stay with their default position But I thought they referred to themselves within the statement as being a massive club I don't think massive clubs issue statements of that sort Which made them feel or made them appear bitter and spiteful over what had happened I think that was unfair on Derek McInnes to cast aspersions on him because he was not interested mm. in the job So And I'll say one last thing to you I'm not sure he's made the right decision I think Rangers have a better squad of players than Aberdeen I think Derek is about to lose Kenny McLean and Ryan Christie Into the bargain He's already watched his side be sorted out twice In league and cup by Motherwell He's been sorted out by Celtic in the league And he has twice been sorted out by Aberdeen in the league I think Rangers have a better squad of players than Aberdeen, but it's Derek McInnes's life. Yeah, and then he's seen. You know, I, I didn't know about it last night. I was watching the Everton game, believe it or not. And then all of a sudden, my phone started ringing and ringing, and texts were coming in, you know, to tell me what was going on. I, I, I agree with you hundred percent, Hugh. I mean, I've heard people writing. Uh, I've seen people writing and listening to them talking about, oh, he's, he's bottled the job. You know, he's uh, the, the job's far too big for him. He's got a cushy number at Aberdeen. You're right, we don't know. People are just yeah. guessing and surmising things. Derek McInnes is the only man to decide whether the Rangers' job was for him or not. 
I tend to think you're right, you are. I think I think he has made a mistake. But listen, nothing to do with me, nothing to do with you, you. Yeah. This is about Derek McInnes. He's obviously gone home, spoke to his wife and the kids. What do you think? And he's he's probably spoken to other people as well. So he, he's refused the job. Well, he's refused it, and that's it. He's quite entitled to do that. I thought Rangers were wrong in what they said as well. I think you, you don't go for somebody and then hit back at them because they're a, they refuse, yeah. you know, your club. I just think that's not Rangers. I think standards have slipped as far as that's concerned. I don't think there was any need for anything like that whatsoever. He's decided to stay where he is at Aberdeen, and I think you're right, Hugh. I think Rangers will give him a, a right run for their money this year to finish second. But that's what he likes up there, and, and, and he's enjoying himself. And remember, they're going to be getting a new stadium. He might be there for another five or six years. And let's not forget... You know, probably the greatest manager ever at Aberdeen knocked back Rangers as well in his time. Yeah. Sir Alex Ferguson himself. You know, and he did, I, I don't know what happened to him after he did that, but <laughs> he's obviously got on well in the game. But, you know, he, he's quite entitled to, to choose. If he wants to stay at Aberdeen, then let him get on with his job. But the problem now for Rangers is it's finished. All the talking's gone. He's, he's gone. What happens now? Who are the ones that the, the Rangers have got the plan B for someone else to come in? Well, that would be the, the big question, Hugh Keevans. Yeah. As we stand at the moment, it looks like there is no plan B. Rangers took six weeks. They then approached Derek McInnes, their number one and seemingly only target at this moment in time, yeah. and he's knocked it back. So what do you make of the, the overall strategy and the, the position that Rangers now find themselves in? I'm not sure there has ever been a strategy. Uh, you know, they took 40 days to... Get in touch with Aberdeen about Derek McInnes They then receive a rejection notice uh, Both from Stuart Milne, the chairman And from Derek McInnes uh, So they then say Graham Murty has it until the end of the year uh, Which suggests the lack of any contingency plan Casts a shadow over Mark Allen And his role at the club uh, And generally speaking They've made a ham-fisted job of this Let's hear from the man himself, shall we? We are going to be at Aberdeen's game against Dundee tonight So we'll hear Derek McInnes' post-match thoughts on tomorrow's programme He spoke to Red TV earlier on today Trying to shed at least a bit of light on what's been going on And uh, here's what he had to say It's been a challenge, you know, I think uh, for everybody concerned over the last wee while Obviously I had something to consider As it is in life, if you're deemed to be doing well You normally get opportunities or offers and decisions to make So you know, but I feel that um, I wasn't prepared to to walk away um, just yet. I'm really happy here, as everybody knows, and I wasn't prepared to tarnish uh, relationships that I built over the last wee while. So um, the focus should be on the game now, and uh, hopefully everything gets settled down. None of this has been of our own doing, um, and I think you know since the official approach was made Tuesday, uh, we quickly got it put to bed on th- uh, yesterday. So. I think obviously now it's just about the game. I think it's important that we get back to that. That's normal practice for us is winning games and, and having to focus on the team. And hopefully we can um, do that. I think the team's got off a bit lightly with no winning games and the focus is on ourselves. But, you know, it's something that we're not happy with in terms of results the last uh, few weeks. So tonight gives us a great opportunity to get back to, to winning ways and hopefully, as I say, speaking about a winning team rather than anything else. I think we just want to get back to normal practice. We've tried to be as normal and as professional as possible throughout it. Um, and as I say, you know, I don't like when we don't win games. And ultimately, that's why, you know, it's been a bit of a cloud. You know, everybody assumes they know me and they assume there must be reasons for when we don't win games. Um, but, you know, I actually think the performances could be a lot better and hopefully we can get back to a level of performance we're capable of. Billy is in Renfrew. Hi, Billy. 
Aye, how you doing, alright? Yeah, not bad. What's your point tonight? Uh, just to Derek. Uh, I was only a couple of weeks ago and I was speaking to Derek, but uh, I was getting a new manager and that stuff, and I said mm-hmm. it's probably going to be Alex McLeish because we already knew we've not got any money at all at Ibrox, and it doesn't matter who tries to pay for all the cracks or no. The statement last night in the six weeks it took to approach Derek McInnes shows that we've no money at Ibrox. Now, people are going to need to wake up to this. It's, it's absolutely shocking. That Dave King and the rest of them, they're getting away with murder at Ibrooks now. And everybody in the newspapers and everything else, I've got James Trainer there fighting the PR stuff. It's just, it's it's disgusting what they're doing to us. About the institution, do you know what I mean? Billy, Billy, I, tell, me, tell me, when you say that there's no money there, do you mean no money to, to bring a manager in? Derek, it took six weeks. No, no, I, I know that, I know that, but do, right. you, do you not think, are you saying to me that Rangers don't have money to bring in a manager? No, no, this time they're waiting for season ticket money, they're getting soft bones here and there. It, it was going to see the AGM last week. Well, I, well, well I, can assure, I can assure you, Billy, I've, I've spoken to somebody that says the money is there for a manager. And the money is there for the manager to get players in. So what, what, what manager's that then? Because well, well, listen, I've no idea. I've, I've no idea. I'm, I've been racking my brains all day trying to think, who on earth, if I had the choice of somebody to bring in, who would it be? And honestly, I don't have a clue. From the start, Derek, there's always been this notion that there's been no contingency planning done. Because when Pedro Cachina left, Rangers should have known. They have Mark Allen there. They should have known who they were going to approach and they should have done it relatively soon after Pedro Cachina's departure. I fully understand why you have to get it right, but they've taken six weeks now, they've made the approach, it's been ham-fisted, and now, again, there is no contingency plan because they've said, get Graham Murty back but in here did, until the end of the year. And, and his bit, was it this morning he was interviewed Graham Murty? Yes, we're going to hear from him in just a minute or two. Did he not say that there is a plan, just in case Derek turned it down, that there was a plan? Well, why is he there until the end of the year then? Well, I don't know. I've no idea. I'm just saying, I'm just telling you what he said. And Bill, Billy raised the name, like Alex McLeish, for instance, Hugh Keevans, but this is another side issue here in the fact that by leaving it six weeks, in fact, Dave King said so in very plain language after the AGM, that the standard of candidate who was currently out of work yeah. was not satisfactory. Yeah. So you can't really now go back to this list of <laughs> and people also, who are out of work and say, you fancy the job? Alec McLeish would also have to stand on his own dignity here because this is a man who has won many things with Rangers. This is a a man who had a distinguished playing career followed by a distinguished managerial career at Ibrooks. He cannot now be used as the, the one that you call when all else has failed because that's how it'll look yeah right because they obviously don't fancy him because <laughs> he's the one of them it's it's out of job and they weren't they looked at that and said no we need to get people that are actually in a job so that would rule out Alex yeah uh, Billy are you at the stage now where you have a preferred outcome from this or are you still in the in the stage where you're trying to figure it all out to be honest I'm ready for set myself on fire and jumping off the Bridge oh, no, so no, no, extreme, no, no, no. a bit extreme Billy but um, the one thing we do know about this is that uh, Derek McInnes will never be asked again to be Rangers yeah. manager um, the, the, the circumstances under which he has let the job pass Rangers will never revisit him so it's uh, an even more brave decision yeah. on Derek McInnes's part I said in keeping with many others that I thought if he was asked, he would take the Rangers job. But for some reason, and I would not stand here and pretend to know that I have the 
the precise reason. But for some reason, Rangers did not appeal to Derek McInnes. Let's hear from Graham Murty. He says he doesn't see himself as a serious contender for the job full time. We know that he's now going to remain in charge for the next month at least after Derek McInnes decided to stay at Pataudry. Murty says he would jump at the chance to take over the job, but didn't even expect to be in the dugout for tomorrow's game against Ross County. That's it, it's six games to go and put the, uh, the club in a good situation. Listen, if, if an outstanding candidate becomes available tomorrow and the board choose to take a, a different direction, I'll be holding on to them and, and go and do exactly as they see fit. Um, I never thought I would be here for this game, but then I didn't think I would get the game against Hearts and Murrayfield. So it's my job only to make sure the players concentrate on what they can control. I feel that the board trust me to do a job. They've asked me to step in and help. I'm more than happy to do that. I'm proud to be sitting here in front of you. But more than that, if there's anything else to be said, you'll have to go and ask the board. The board are going through a process at the moment that is taking time. But at the end of the, the day, I'm just sat here and fulfilling a role that, as I can to the best of my ability. I've got a different, not a different reading from anyone else. Um, something was expected to happen, it hasn't happened. Um, I'm not going to come out and condemn someone for, for not taking this role. I'm not going to come out and praise them for, for seeing the contract out. The reality of the situation is someone has made a decision not to come to the football club. I respect that decision and we have to respect our players' rights to prepare properly for the game tomorrow and make sure we take care of that because everything else is just speculation. It would be extremely difficult to turn down but that's not on the table as far as I understand it. I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to do the job as well as I can. In the interim period, I'll just crack on and do my job and for other people to decide the level that I'm capable of operating at. So that, that is far beyond my remit. My remit is only as it has always been to make sure I get this game prepped properly. And another one of the issues, Hugh Keevans, you've got a guy who said his goodbyes last week, his big emotional <laughs> farewell, <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden he's back in charge. But there's a wonderful rapport between Graham Murty and the Rangers supporters, and yeah. he will be given a tremendous reception at Ibrox tomorrow when Rangers play Ross County. December, as you know, Gordon, contains many matches and many opportunities, therefore, for Graham Murty to earn himself the chance to see Rangers through until the end of the season and then perhaps somebody somewhere inside Ibrooks might come up with a contingency plan Ian is in Alexandria Hi Ian Hi guys uh, Just a couple of points um, <clears throat> First of all surely it's Rangers prerogative to take as much time as they wish to appoint a manager um, That's one of them I'd like to know what the panel think about that And for me you can say what you like about McInnes' reason but it's obvious he doesn't have the ball or belief that he can manage a big club like Rangers so he's probably done us a favour by taking the safe option. Um, but my personal opinion is that that should now be his first and his last chance or his opportunity to manage Rangers. Just like to know what you think, guys. This is the default position for, for Rangers and for Rangers supporters. For he, some, he, not he, all. Well, OK, for some. He bottled it. Uh, you know, who, who says he's bottled yeah. it? You know, I mean, Derek McInnes might have other reasons why Rangers were not an attractive proposition to him, even as a former Rangers player and as someone who was a Rangers fan in childhood. So this is the, the popular default position uh, for some people um, because they're slightly embarrassed by what happened last night. But, yeah. you, know, but you know what, Hugh? I, I, I don't really care about the reasons for Derek because it's none of our business. He's the man who's decided I don't want it. The biggest problem now is who the Rangers bring in next. Yeah. Derek McInnes is now lady. He knows he's not going to get asked again. It's they, they were tugging at his heartstrings. We know that he's a Rangers man, but decided no. I'm happy where I am. Fine, let him get on with it. 
Ian, I don't think anyone's doubting it's Rangers' prerogative to take as much time as they want, but would you accept there's a difference between taking your time and then taking six weeks to miss out on your one and only target? There probably is, guys, but I see the amount of Rangers supporters that I know that are very, very happy that he's actually not got the job yeah. and he's, he's not taking the yeah, job. They've actually taken or leaving him. That's a different issue, to be fair to Ian Hugh. The, the other thing that, that Ian suggested that on this, this notion that, that Derek McInnes lacks ambition by not taking it, yeah. Is that not a bit I mean think think about it this way In any job There are a number of factors That go into it It's not just about football Derek McInnes Clearly thinks at Pataudry He's got a chairman Who's extremely loyal Extremely keen for him to stay Has yeah. created an environment That Derek McInnes Likes working in So what's to say that Ibrox was not That environment Compared to what he's got At Pataudry Well as I say We're all shooting In the dark here Because none of us know uh, only Stuart Milne and uh, Tony Doherty and Derek McInnes know why he said no to Rangers. Uh, as I say, you can come up with any default position you like. They bottled it, he did this and that. I, I do that tend just seems like quite a serious sort of accusation. Yeah, but, but Derek McInnes won't take it seriously because he has too much uh, respect for himself and for the job that he's done at Aberdeen. And clearly, Aberdeen provide him with a very good living. Uh, I'm not saying that absolutely everything is down to money But Aberdeen look after Derek McInnes very well And he, having introduced uh, Daniel Harvey last week Having introduced Frank Rawson to the side last week against Rangers He may feel that he has, coming along, a squad of players Who can provide Aberdeen with a bright future Now a very special weekend for us tomorrow folks Is our Cash for Kids sports auction On Clyde One Super Scoreboard We always have a bit of fun with that don't we Always a a cracking day In the sporting calendar But this year We're mixing things up a little bit And a very special chance for you To get involved And that means everyone Not just people that have got lots of money Everyone can get involved today We've got a truly amazing prize for you to win It's called the Road to Wembley You and a friend could be heading off in style To the FA Cup final in May All thanks to James Mortimer Listen to this guy, honestly What a list this is Start your weekend on the Friday morning With a champagne breakfast Ah. No less at 29 in Glasgow Then you get flown to London Mm -hmm. Two nights accommodation in a five star hotel Mm -hmm. Two tickets to a West End musical of your choice uh-huh. on the Friday night for Jersey the cu- for the cultured Jersey members boys. of the audience. Two tickets to the FA Cup final at Wembley, and then return flights to Glasgow on the Sunday. Oh, if you make the play. So, you, so you're back to the hotel after the game. You enjoy your Super. enjoy your night up early, flight home Sunday night. Brilliant. You can win this, and that goes to everyone within Glasgow and the West. All you have to do is text the word final to eight four nine zero two. That's eight four nine. Text the word final Now text costs your standard network rate Plus a £5 donation So 100% of this donation goes to Cash for Kids So you can't lose Hugh Keevans You're giving giving a fiver to charity And you may well win this unbelievable prize So you must be over 18 And live within Glasgow in the West To enter terms and conditions And online entry at Clyde1.com Lines close at 6pm on Saturday So text final to 84902 More of your calls after these Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football all season long. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of comments coming in on Twitter, as you can imagine. Alistair McDougall says, you've got to admire Derek's decision. The way a club is run is also a consideration, surely. The squad is not the only thing to look at. As a Dons fan, I'm delighted. But Bob McCallum says, Ger's first, and he's put that in capital letters, Hugh, that, just to emphasise the yes. point. Ger's first choice was Chris Coleman. Only length of contract stopped the deal 
Trust me, I have a source at Murray Park <laughs> Says Bob McCallum Now, would you believe with everything that's been going on It's easy to forget that it's back to business already For Derek McInnes tonight He plays against Dundee at Dens Park So let's check in at Dens Park And speak to our reporter Phil McDonald Hi Phil Hi Gordon, thank you very much and good evening from a very chilly Dens Park and as you say after a week that accurately represents the turbulence of Scottish football perhaps tonight the talking will be done on the pitch and for Aberdeen it's all about shaking off the weeks of uncertainty that stay that's been surrounding their manager of course that dramatically concluded last night Derek McInnes will be in the dugout after missing two days of training to mull over a possible move to Rangers we now know that won't be happening the Dons manager knocking back the advances of the Ibrox side after their official approach on Tuesday tonight's team news is a such thing with Aberdeen they'll be without Greg Tanzi who misses out through a groin strain and we're awaiting the news of fitness of Stevie May who took a sore one at Pataudry last week and Gary Mackay-Steven who hobbled off at Ibrox. Ryan Christie returns for them after serving his one-match suspension. As for the hosts, Dundee are buoyed by the return of Darren O'Dee who missed the last two games through suspension and they're unbeaten in their last three games they could potentially move up to sixth place with a win tonight so two teams in very different veins of form no doubt a fascinating encounter ahead Friday Night Football under the lights at Dens Dundee against Aberdeen. What I've learned Phil is that nothing in Scottish football leads to a unanimous reaction but I would imagine that the vast vast majority of Aberdeen fans were delighted relieved whatever you want to call it when that news broke last night yeah I think so you've only got to look at the job he's done at Pataudry and his time in charge you know three cup finals and one trophy in the cabinet and possibly you know could have had another in there if it hadn't been for the dramatic Scottish Cup final that we saw and I think there will be divisions in the support there's no doubt about that you know Rangers you know offering and making this a chance and Derek even thinking about it for some fans is inconceivable with the rivalry that's there but no doubt I think the vast majority of the support will be behind him and uh, hopefully hopefully a big reception for the Dons Gaffer tonight Thanks to Phil McDonald it's going to be a unique atmosphere Hugh whichever <laughs> yeah. way I mean it, I said this on last night's show it's almost going to be like signing a new manager I yeah. would imagine when Derek McInnes walks out the band of Aberdeen fans will be happy and then the serious business of Trying to get back to winning ways. Yeah, I mean, you know the setup at Dens Park. You come out from the the dressing room area, and there on your left hand side, that huge stand accommodating the away supporters. They will give Derek McInnes a hero's reception when he comes out. And now comes the but, but yeah. they've lost the last two games, and it would be an embarrassment for Derek if he were to lose three on the bounce in the space of ten days, two to Rangers and one to Dundee. So he has to be careful But the last time Aberdeen were at Dens Park Gordon They won 7-0 7-0 They won't do that tonight But I think Given the news that the players received last night About the manager staying Given the respect they have for him I would have to think that Aberdeen would win this evening I had to laugh as well Last night when the, The man in charge of the Aberdeen supporters who said that before it all came out, this was mid-afternoon, he came out and said, you know, even wanting to talk to Rangers and thinking about it, his job at the club is now untenable. That's it. And then the same man this morning is in the paper saying, no, we've got to get behind the manager. He's staying at the club. You know, what a fickle 12 hours it's been, you know, for an Aberdeen fan. But there have been Aberdeen fans online again saying, you know, they don't like him anyway And he should have moved to Rangers And this is all Aberdeen fans But I think you're right Hugh I think the majority of these Aberdeen yeah, the, fans that The vast majority games, it seems to will, be He will get a hero's welcome there tonight Stevens and Lark Hall Hi Stephen Hi there, how you doing guys? Yeah, right? not bad Hi Stephen I'm glad I finally got through I was trying last night it's Very busy My, my apologies um, Certainly not All I want to do is I just want to give my reading Of what happened With Derek McInnes And then afterwards Just 
suggest where I think that Rangers should go. Mm-hmm. Basically, I, I think I, I got a bit annoyed last night. It was quite a lot of fans um, giving all. We didn't want Derek McInnes. We weren't interested. He wasn't up for it. And then the statement, which I certainly thought was very condescending, a bit derogatory towards Derek McInnes, almost petty schoolboy stuff. I think the problem with Rangers went is, is I think that's a mark of where they are at the moment as a club. I think they're poorly run. I would certainly say embarrassing, and I would say it was a complete and utter shambles, as you guys have touched on. They don't conduct their business properly. Everything's out there. These wee press releases here, and I believe they were just trying to un- make them uneasy and make Derek McInnes make the move for him to go to Stuart Mill and say, I want to leave, and then that was an end. He didn't do that. It went on for six weeks or so, and all it done was get Aberdeen's back up, get Derek McInnes' back up, and they've been turned away. And I think the fact that that's happened shows where they are, as I said, as a club. They are no longer this elitist team that they believe they are, this we are the people mentality. And I think that came through in the statement. This massive club talk is was touched on last night with um, Wilson and Hugh said earlier on. Rangers, unfortunately for them, are not a massive club in terms of financial footing and they don't have that same draw anymore. They're starting afresh. They need to wake up and need to realise that. Let me ask for, for Hugh's detailed thoughts on this, Hugh, because we, we touched on the statement at the top of the show, but we didn't really uh, go into it. I think the, the one paragraph that probably jumps out above all uh, says, after the two games against Aberdeen, we requested permission to engage with their manager to assess his readiness and willingness to consider the Rangers' position. This was declined. We were subsequently made aware by Aberdeen's statement that at this stage in his career, it would be best for him to remain in his current post. Mm-hmm. We endorse that position because moving to a massive club like Rangers is a big step with your favourite word concomitant concomitant risk we continue to consider candidates but will only appoint someone in whom we have full confidence and who feels he is ready for the job It's an attempt to belittle Derek McInnes and it's an unworthy attempt to belittle Derek McInnes because if you think of yourselves as a massive club then you take that blow you move on and you go to your contingency plan. The problem appears to be Rangers do not have a contingency plan. And it is spiteful to try to belittle yeah. a manager who has won things with Aberdeen and who is an honest, hard-working professional. And that's just a cheap shot. You know, and, and you listen to Graham Murty, you know, that interview, he was, was great with it. I'm not going to speak about people that don't want to come to the club or whatever. That's their choice, you know, you let them get on with it. That's what Rangers should have done as well. Yeah. Exactly the same. If he doesn't want it, fine. We thought he ticked all the boxes, but if he doesn't want to come, then fine. We wish him well, and then forget it, that's it. I think you're right, they've tried to belittle a man that turned him down, which is a wee bit naff, yeah. I think. You know, so many tweets last night after the statement, Hugh, saying things along the line of, well, if Derek McInnes wondered if he'd made the right decision... That statement yeah. shows you that he has. Is that a, a thought process you would recognise, agree with? Yes, I do. Derek McInnes played for Rangers when the club was in a far stronger position than it is now. And he had a regard for Rangers uh, that I think must have been diminished when he read that statement or was told about that statement because it is a cheap shot, an attempt to belittle a man that you wanted for the job. I'm not denying that there were Rangers supporters who were hostile to the idea I don't even know if the Rangers board were unanimous in the decision to go for Derek McInnes but what I do know if you're a massive club 
you don't issue a statement like that. Thank you to Stephen and Lark Hall. Let's speak to Colin in Easterhouse. Hi, Colin. Hi, Gordon. How you doing, mate? Not too bad at all. What's on your mind, Colin? Hi, Derek. Hi, Hugh. Hi, Colin. Um, we're talking about Rangers fans. Before we make my point, being fickle. Um, there's a lot of Aberdeen fans that are fickle that are going in to delete a lot of tweets for yesterday and the day before, I'll tell you. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Going to my point, Derek. <coughs> How you doing, big man? I'm fine, Colin. I'm fine. Listen, um, my idea about it all is why don't we keep Graham Murray to the end of the season, right? And hopefully, someday, like Dave King can go down to Helensburg and see the million quid we we're going to get, we we're going to get Aberdeen compensation for um, Derek McInnes. Why don't we keep to Walter Smith and ask Walter to guide Graham Murray? We'll be a manager. Guide him through the season and if Murray's good enough at the end of the season, give him the job full time. What do you think? You know, it's a good point. Whether Walter would do that or not, I, I doubt it. I think uh, there's an appetite there from Walter, I, I, you know. I don't I mean when he still goes to all the home games and when he's in the country, I mean, he loves his little trips away, he loves his grandchildren. He's got a lot more to do than, than get involved again. And I think Ethel, his wife, wouldn't be too happy with him. I mean, I think it's a great idea and it'd be wonderful if something like that would could happen. But it won't. The problem with Graham as well, and we had all this two months ago, when Graham won his first two games, yes, he's the man. He's, he, he can do the job one at a time. Castle, great victory for Rangers and everything else. And then all of a sudden he loses two games and they go, nah, he's not going to be good enough. We'll need to get somebody in. And then he goes to Aberdeen, beats him twice. Yeah, Murty's the man. He could get the job. You know, we're going to make up our minds. You know, Graham Murty would love the job. And I, I, I wouldn't have said that the first time he came around. He was quite happy doing it. Now, if he was asked, he would certainly grab it with both hands. But I still think that's far down the list. I think Rangers, Rangers will now be looking for somebody else other than Graham Murty. But you know, who knows? I mean, Alex McLeish's name keeps getting a mention. If he's going to get somebody to the end of the season, I certainly would rather see Graham Murty take it to the end of the season if they don't have anybody. I would like to think that they've got somebody in mind that they're going to get. Because remember, they've got, they've got three weeks off, you know, in January. Plenty of time to try and get somebody else in. Thanks to Colin in Easterhouse. We're going to hear from Rangers defender Bruno Alves. But before we do that... As you know, today has been our Cash for Kids Christmas Jumper Day. We've been out and about throughout the day. Our final stop is with Ryan Borthwick, who is in Paisley, Ryan. Final stop on today's Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Christmas Jumper Day. I'm out and about and I'm in Paisley and I'm at Hell's Kitchen. I'm here with Louise right now. Hi, Louise. Hiya. So today uh, we walked in. It's very festive. Everyone's in their Christmas jumpers. Why did you just decide to get involved with uh, Mission Christmas Jumper Day? Um, Just thought it would be a great chance to help some local children um, do their for the community we're a new business so it was just a chance to help out so what have you guys been doing because I hear that you're, you're doing quite a bit for, for today yeah um, we've got some kids down from a local school they're going to come and have their dinner with us and we're going to do that once a month where local children can come and have something to eat we're also doing a special burger and fries if anybody buys that all proceeds will go directly to Cash for Kids fantastic I've just walked through the kitchen by the way and it smells absolutely <laughs> amazing amazing but uh, you're not alone today because you've actually brought uh, down a very special guest for 
for today as well. Former Celtic and St Mirren striker Frank, Ma- Frank McAvenny. Hi, Frank. Hi, uh, how you doing? So, uh, why did you decide to come down today? Just I got asking, um, but it's obviously a great cause, you know, to get get involved with the kids and Paisley gave me a good start. So, um, the St Mirren got my career started, so it was good to come back and do something for the, the community. Well, fantastic. It's great to see you guys down here today at Hell's Kitchen. That's just about it for uh, Cash for Kids Mission Christmas, Christmas Jumper Day, although I'm on later. I think I might keep my Christmas jumper on for that. A massive thank you to everyone who's joined in on Clyde One Cash for Kids Christmas Jumper Day. If you go onto Super Scoreboard's Twitter feed, you'll see a fine photo of us in our Christmas jumpers. Well, mine is a t-shirt, but still counts. And to find more about Mission Christmas with Wholesale Domestic Bathrooms Hillington, go to ClydeOne.com. We're taking more of your calls after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap-in. Please gamble responsibly. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Lots of calls coming in, as you would imagine, on this Derek McInnes situation. He's an hour away from taking charge of Aberdeen again as they go to Dens Park this evening. Rangers, of course, will return to business as usual under Graham Murty tomorrow. And Bruno Alves says the Rangers players are happy to have him in charge for as long as required. Uh, the defender told our senior sports reporter, Alison Conroy, that the interim boss has made a difference. Well, I think we are... Uh focus on what we we have to do we are we want to keep winning and uh, this is the most important you know doing our job well done training hard and try to to build a team with the uh, with the same character as last games and this is what is important for us obviously i don't thought the game had been in charge for his last game it would be something different coming in are you all happy that he was going to be here until at least the end of the year I think so, you know, it's, it's important uh, that we give, uh, give value of the person that are here helping the, 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 the club and helping the, the, the players. So we are doing well, we, we want to be better and we, are, uh, we have this focus, you know, winning every game and this is what is most important for us. So would the players be happy for having to remain in charge? I think so, you know, I think so because he's, uh, he's giving his best, he's trying to improve the team and um, we are training well. So I think that the important in the end is the, the results and we are focused on that. And I think also he is, um, he's improving the team and as I think he's, uh, he's doing his, his uh, job well done. I um, appreciate I'm asking you to get inside the minds of the Rangers players here, which is, is not easy, Derek. But do you think they're like many people out there there would have become a point in the week where they thought well we're going to have a new manager in for Saturday's game and now it's Graham Murty how do you think that would be to deal with as a player? But even even before that Gordon you, th- you think the two games against Aberdeen when it was rife that Derek McInnes was going to be the manager I think for the first time this year you've got the players going out and saying if he's going to be the manager I'll need to show him that I can play he's going to be seeing us for 90 minutes here and I think that it's, I don't think it's any coincidence the, the fight and everything else that I've been talking about about this this uh, Rangers team hasn't been there and all of a sudden in two games you know they're, they're, they're fighting they're scratching they're getting they're scoring goals they're looking the part I think they were trying to impress impress uh, the, the Aberdeen manager because they thought that he was coming to Rangers. You know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not inside the players' minds. I don't. I don't. I don't know for that bit. It's, it's, it's just strange that they should all you know get together and, and for two games against the you know the second best team in Scotland. They, they, they've played them off the park twice and got six points. So 
That's what worries me about tomorrow They now know that Graham Murty's in charge For the next six games anyway Well that same effort And that You know Go into this game against Ross County Because You sure as fate Owen Coyle is a clever manager He will know exactly How to quieten the Rangers fans You'll get everybody back You'll deny Rangers any space And the usual after 20-25 minutes Of Rangers having scored They'll get on the club, the players backs And then they'll be able to play after that So That's what I'm thinking about tomorrow if you're Morelos or Alves or Pena or Herrera, you're thinking to yourself, what a place this is in Scotland. Uh, never a dull moment. But they well, do plenty have... Plenty of dull moments. Well, <laughs> it's going to be freezing as well. We'll need they, to get used to that. They do have the makings of a decent side, Rangers. The, the two games against Aberdeen showed as much. To score five goals uh, against Aberdeen in the space of four days... To move above them in the league Albeit on goal difference There is the makings of a good side there And you wouldn't need a particularly vivid imagination This weekend for example To think that Rangers might win at Ibrox And Celtic might leave something behind The Easter Road on Sunday Reducing the gap between the two sides As I say you wouldn't need a particularly vivid imagination Here he goes with his Friday night predictions <laughs> but, but Honestly the, But the problem is you, Rangers home record is abysmal so you're, you're, there's no guarantees that Rangers will win at home against any team. Thomas is in Dalmarnock. Hi, Thomas. How you doing? Not too bad. What's on your mind? Uh, just the whole thing that that's happened with Rangers and Derry McInnes. Mm-hmm. I come on a few weeks ago and I says at the time, if we get him, then we'll, like any manager, however we get, we'll go. We've got to get behind him. But did I want him? No, I didn't want him. I didn't want him as a manager. And and this is a disappointing thing for me, Derek. Mm-hmm. And the board, I don't know what they've been doing because to me, you've got to look at his whole career with Aberdeen. He's, he's, the time he's been there. Now, to me, as I says, Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, uh, Dundee United have all been missing during that period. And to me, he's done what is expected, and he's not really had a competition. I do believe even teams like Hibs now will will push Aberdeen. Yeah, you know, they'll get their act together, and, and and so to me, it, it didn't really inspire me as a manager, stature wise as well. Yeah. No, and I'd, I'd, I I always thought Big Alec was the ideal guy to come back in again. I, I believe it was due, worth a second chance, I know, because what he did before when he was up against Martin and Neil, a right mm-hmm. good Celtic team, and and he proved it in games. He won trophies in the one thing he done well with Scotland. I know in the qualifiers. It was quite unlucky yeah. go as a result in France. And, he, and, and I'll tell you what else about Alex McLeish. He's a presence in the dressing room as well. Correct, Eric. And there's no any nonsense he takes off players, that's for sure. Correct. Hugh, I don't think Thomas is alone because everyone's got their preference. I don't think it's... Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Thomas saying, well, I didn't want Derek McInnes anyway. But th- that's n- that's not the whole issue. No, I, I have to assume that Alex McLeish was overlooked by Well, well he was because Dave yeah. King said that the people who were out of work... We're not up to scratch essentially That's what he said at the AGM And I repeat Alec has to stand on his dignity here He Could only come into Rangers now With everyone knowing that he was some sort of last resort Following the Derek McInnes decision So I fully understand why you might put Alec's name forward but I don't think it's a possibility. Having said that, though, sometimes people just swallow their pride if they want it. And I'm just, play, I'm just, and, and I'm I'm just think, playing devil's advocate. I don't know. I think you're right, Hugh. I, I think you for that. But Alec, if he was offered the job of Rangers, went to him now and said, look, 
whether whether they get him to the end of the season or they give him a contract or whatever, would you take the team? I think Alex would grab it. Well, I think well, it'd well, be well, Alex. Of... Alex not doing anything just yeah, now. He I, wants I to get back it. into the game. But I think it, you know, I think it'd be an act of generosity on his part towards Rangers. Well, whatever. As long as long as he took the job, I, I think the, the majority of Rangers again, fans I, would be happy at that. We I, don't know. I come back to it. Where's the strategy here? Yeah. Uh, oh, Derek McInnes has said no. Oh, right. Uh, go, what's Alec McLeish's number? You know, that's not a strategy. That's all hands on deck. But, 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 but it's getting it right, Hugh. It's getting it right, Hugh. And, and, and if, if it was Alex, and, and you know, we're all guessing again here, if it was Alex and he started winning games and everything else, then it's the right move. It's only if he doesn't do it, that's when people Listen, will point the fingers. I think there are two stages here. I think Graham Murphy's month of December is very important because if he gets good results, his stock is going to rise among the range of supporters who have a high regard for him anyway. And I do appreciate that, as Derek said earlier, the graph under Graham Murphy goes up, then it goes down, then it goes up again. But if he has a good December, I think it will convince Rangers to keep him in post for the remainder of the season. And from January to May, Rangers will see what sort of job he does there. And if he has a good time, he could be a contender for a permanent place. Thomas, you want to make a quick final point? Yeah, I just feel... Alec ticked all the boxes. He, he, he managed at a higher level than Derek, you know, with Scotland and, 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 and even with Rangers when, when the Celtic were a right good team. And, and, and to me, it was a no-brainer. And I just feel the board, I, think, I, I believe that Hugh's right as well. I think they are a bit split. It seems that way because, to me, they're not doing their homework. They've got to look at where Aberdeen have been in the last five years, where the teams have been, i.e. Hibs, Hearts, Rangers, Dundee United, the way it's been. And to me, Derek's done what he should have been doing. And, and I feel Alec was obviously a better man. No, stature-wise and yeah. in the presence for the Rangers job. In fairness to Derek McInnes, though, Hugh, if you do look back, as Thomas suggests, yeah. you would see that before he took over Aberdeen, they were languishing in 8th and ninth, and he's led them to runners-up yeah. finishes in the last few seasons and won a cup. So there are always different ways of, of spinning these things. There is no doubt that whether the board is unanimous or split, there is no doubt Alec McLeish was initially overlooked. The chairman is on record as saying they looked at people who were out of work and found none of them satisfactory. There is equally no doubt they wanted Derek McInnes. They did not get him. And I'm still waiting for the next contingency plan. Beat the pundits with goals in the Scottish sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. In other footballing news, we now know exactly the list of teams that Celtic could face when Monday's Europa League draw is made. So get in touch, give us your dream scenario and your nightmare scenario. Some big names in that draw. But before we do that, it's time to play Beat the Pundit. So if you fancy kicking off your weekend by taking on Hugh Keevans or Derek Johnson, now is the time to get in touch. It's 0141-951-1025 and you could play Beat the Pundit after the news. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Keevans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stay tuned a bit later in the show. I'm going to tell you how you can be at Wembley for the FA Cup final and help out Cash for Kids in the process. But in the meantime, let's do this. Beat the 
Pundit with goals in the Scottish sun. The SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Beat the Pundit time as always at this time of night. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are standing by and the man who wants to take them on is James Parks from Croy. Hi James. Hi mate, you alright? I'm not too bad, how are you? Yeah, I'm very good actually, yeah. Did you save this up till a Friday night? Did you think these two give you the best chance of victory? Is, is that what goes through your mind? No, well, no. to be honest, yeah, I don't really care who I play. It's good experience on this end. That was good a nice experience. <laughs> oh, that's, that's one way of putting it. were old. That's one way of putting it. Uh, James, I'm going to toss the coin anyway. Heads, it is Mr. Keevans. Tails, it's Mr. Johnson. Got the old pound coin here. Where did oh, you get that? Well, it's, it's an old one. I keep it in because you can't use it for anything else. So oh, I keep it in here. For beat the pundit so See, steal it, yeah. Thinking man uh, Tails it is Derek Johnson oh. Is going to take on James Parks from Chrysler Let's give DJ some Clyde 2 in his ear Put your headphones on properly yep. please I don't want you stealing James's answers Right James it's 30 seconds Head to head You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit Okay Cheers She gets clock set up And go Ahead of tonight's match against Aberdeen How many in a row have done D1? Three. Hearts and which other team are currently on 18 points in the Premiership? St Johnson. Which Scottish Championship game has been postponed tomorrow? In the best Cali. Uh, which football pitch sits next to Hamden Stadium? Uh, Lower Hamden. Who is the club captain of Hibs? Uh, Marvin Bartley. Uh, which city has lost the rights to host matches for Euro 2020? Uh, pass. And how many managerial spells has Derek Adams had at Ross County? Okay, DJ, are you with us? Were you getting some Christmas tunes in your ear hole there? No, it wasn't no? a Christmas. Set me free, why don't you? Oh, jeez, that's plenty. <laughs> know, Let's get back know, to the pundit. 30, se- 30, se- <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds, same questions to you, DJ. Ready? Okay, I'm ready. Ahead of tonight's match against Aberdeen, how many in a row have done D1? Two. Hearts and which other team are currently on 18 points oh, in the Premiership? Down there, Sid Johnson. Which Scottish Championship game has been postponed tomorrow? Inverness and Falkirk. Which football park sits next to Hamden Stadium? Lesser Hamden. <laughs> Who is the club captain of Hibs? Pass. Which city has lost the rights to host matches for Euro 2020? Belgium. That's not a city. How many Sorry. managerial spells has Derek Adams had at Ross County? Two. <laughs> <laughs> if you could see the hand gesture that Derek Johnson just no, gave just me two. to go along with the answer too, because I dug him up on his geography, right? Let's go through. How are you feeling about that, James? Oh, I can't, nah, nah, I'm not sure. No sure, right? Well, let's go through. Ahead of tonight's match against Aberdeen, how many in a row have done D1? It is two. So Derek Johnson goes into a 1 0 lead. You are both on the money with the next one. Hearts and St. Johnson sit on 18 points in the Premiership, so 2 1 to DJ. It then went 3-2 to DJ because I was a bit generous. You, you said Inverness, James, but that, that was good enough for me. Inverness <laughs> against Falkirk has no, been postponed tomorrow. Like half a point. No, no, I'm, I'm giving it. And um, But this is where it fell down, James. Yeah. I, I couldn't be this generous. No, it's, no, no. <laughs> it's lesser Hamden than you said yeah. lower Hamden. Oh. Oh, I know, I feel bad. But DJ gets that one, so it's 4-2 to Derek at this point. Uh, club captain of Hibs, Hugh Keevans. Martin Boyle. David Gray Oh of course The full back Which city's lost the rights To host Euro 2020 Surprisingly not Belgium But it is Brussels Brussels That's what I meant to say And how many managerial spells Has Derek Adams had At Ross County You both got it And that means It is a 5-3 victory For DJ Good effort James Well done Derek Well Well done done. Thanks for taking part 
Well done, take care Beat the pundit back same time Monday night I'm telling you the pundits are on a bit of a roll guys We need to get the finger out We need to bring this winning run to an end When was the last time? I don't know But you're going to start referring to yourself Imagine the day when Derek Johnson starts referring to himself as one of the invincibles That's when you know (laughs) things have taken a turn I don't think you'll ever hear me say that (laughs) Funny you should say that Uh, Hugh, naturally we've been dominated by Derek McInnes Let's talk about this impending Europa League draw Now I don't want to get ahead of ourselves Because Celtic have a very big game against Hibs at the weekend but because the the conclusion to the Europa League has taken place we now know the way the picture lies for Celtic it's quite a long list I'll just try and blitz through them uh-huh. Arsenal Villarreal AC Milan Salzburg Lazio CSK Moscow Atletico Madrid RB Leipzig Sporting Lisbon Dinamo Kiev Braga you're getting bored now aren't you Atalanta Locomotive Moscow Victoria Pleasant Atletico Bilbao and Zenit uh, I think um, the Celtic supporters might like to see uh, Reno Gattuso bring AC Milan to Celtic Park. Nice theory. Uh, also, they were beaten the other night, weren't they? AC Milan. Yeah, they're, they're having a very poor season of it. Um, so a goalkeeper scored against them at the weekend. Nevertheless, that, that would get the fun of the fair going there. Uh, I would hope it's not an Arsenal. Or an Atletico Madrid well, On a winnable sense you mean Even, yeah. even a Leipzig a, a, you know, a, yeah, a lot a, of good sides in there A lot of good sides You have to be totally realistic now About where Celtic are uh, I thought that Brendan Rodgers Looked And I'm cleaning this up For the public's consumption Totally browned off With his players At the end Steady. of the game As he walked onto the park I, 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 I saw a look in his face I hadn't seen before Brendan Rodgers likes to think of himself as a, a teacher of the game And I think his pupils let him down very badly I mean, are not absorbing the lessons Celtic fans or anyone else who cares to offer an opinion I want your dream scenario from that Europa League draw Or your nightmare, well and your nightmare scenario I mean, for, God, there'll, ten, be, there'll be a ten, number of variations Euro- to this Ten Europa League matches or Champions League matches at Celtic Park Ten in a row One win Now that, that suggests to me that, you know, there are good players there, but the Invincibles have become the vulnerable and they are showing their vulnerability yeah. all over the park. In Europe, In Europe yeah. Yeah, uh, Stuart Armstrong and Scott Sinclair, one left at the end of last season as Scotland's Player of the Year and the other left having made his debut for Scotland with Gordon Strachan saying it was the best international debut he had ever seen. Neither appears to have returned to the country. Uh, Dedrick Boyata... Remains for me A serious weak link uh, In the Celtic side Simonovic isn't much better And Celtic really need to address that problem In the January transfer window Because there's no point in talking about Who do you want to For as long as Simonovic and Boyata Play like that in Europe I'll decide if there's a point Well (laughs) I'll decide if I You let you decide Mark (laughs) Mark is in New Mains He's a Celtic fan Hi Mark How you doing guys? Not too bad Anyway Listen Let's talk tactics Okay. When Celtic play in Europe, you know, Brendan Rodgers has said that he just wants to play one style of football. Um, that style of football doesn't work. If you can, I mean, they're going to call this a success this season because they qualified for the Europa League. Last season, they were unbeaten against Man City and they got a way draw against Borussia Mönchengladbach. He said he stole out this season. He played three at the back away to PSG. It's suicide. Right? But this is the style of play that he wants to instill on the team, which tells you it's a long-term tactic that he's, he's wanting to be there. But there has to be a, 
it's tactical naivety. Okay, there's a, there's a criticism from Mark Hugh. At the other side of the argument would be Celtic finished third in the group, and no matter what formation they played or what style they adopted, they wouldn't have finished better than third yeah, in the group. The, the phrase I have heard over and over again since Wednesday, Gordon, or since Tuesday rather, uh, is job done. Well, it was job done with shoddy workmanship. If Craig Gordon hadn't made that save two minutes into the game, I don't believe Celtic would be in the draw on Monday. That's what he's there for though, isn't it? Yeah, of course. But had he not made that save, I think Celtic would have collapsed. Uh, and all over the park, Sinclair, the player of the year, removed at half time and could not have had one iota of complaint. Likewise, Armstrong, who had done absolutely nothing. The central defence, indeed, on the night, Michael Lustig and Kieran Tierney as well, not at the races. Uh, you had the goalkeeper, Craig Gordon, and Scott Brown, and the other nine were failures. But, but, but we keep going on about you know playing the Celtic way in Europe. They had five at the back against PSG. They had the three. You're right. The three centre backs were there. But how many times? And I said this at the time. Did you see James Forrest go back and try and get to Neymar first before he got to the fullbacks? You know, and Callum McGregor was doing the same on the left. So when Celtic were up against it, they had five at the back. It was a five-four-one, and that's not the way Celtic plays. So he is trying to change it when when you're playing against the bigger sides. That he's got to do that, but when you're playing against similar teams like Anderlecht, that's why that was such a bad result. We're on about how how a manager changes a team. Well, we all know how Brendan Rodgers has changed Celtic. What about Anderlecht? When Celtic beat them three nothing away from home, that's one of the worst European sides I'd ever seen. Anderlecht, they were all over the place. Celtic battered them. It was three. It could have been a lot more. I couldn't believe that was the same Anderlecht side that played at Celtic Park. That's because, you know, they got a new manager in all of a sudden in the league, they're winning games and they've gone to Celtic Park and really they, sh- they could have won easily by a lot more than a goal. I did ask for your dream and nightmare scenarios from that Europa League draw. Scotty G says, dream is Braga and the worst would be AC Milan. Uh, John Paul Monaghan says, RB Salzburg or Victoria Pilsen would be ideal for Celtic, but Arsenal or Atletico Madrid would be the glamour ties. Let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. He's defended the Champions League campaign Insisting there must be a sense of realism In the the sense of what they can achieve in Europe As we've just told you Celtic will find out their Europa League fate on Monday After finishing third in the group And Roger says whoever they get It will be a tough draw But what I'm also very clear on Is is what these players have have achieved In order to get there I think that where we are in terms of, of modern football, if you look at you know the teams that, that we should be measured against, you know, which is the likes of Ajax who didn't even qualify, you know, if you look at the likes of Benfica who are running away with their league in Portugal who ended up with no points, you know, we were the only team from the 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 Champions route, and, and some people won't even know what the Champions route is, you know, and that's how far away we are deemed from Champions League football. But these players have qualified through the Champions route and are the only team through that route to then go on into the Europa League. It's unfortunate that lots of people will will measure us on the likes of PSG and Bayern Munich, which is totally unrealistic. Brendan Rodgers pointing out, Hugh, if you're talking about who you should compare Celtic to, as he says, Celtic the only team to come through the Champions route that didn't finish bottom of the group. Do, do you pay any attention to that? Um, he's entitled to put that forward as a line of defence But I isolate the game against Anderlecht on Tuesday night Should Anderlecht be as far in front of Celtic as they were uh, Celtic again 
I don't know whether we're caught in two minds Whether some players are simply Not up to it But I do know The support was better than the team And the support mm. dragged Celtic over the line In the second half That It was a seriously bad performance Somebody, somebody phoned me this morning And said Did, did you see Roy Keane Talking about the Celtic game in midway? I went no. I did yeah And I, I looked up on YouTube He didn't half give Celtic a hard time of it He, well, he said it was It was embarrassing Well you know it's there for all to see And you can't be in a state of denial about these things You know, the goalkeeper played well Scott Brown played well The rest were failures And I don't think there is a glamour tie For Celtic in the uh, the Europa League in February I think if they do get an Atletico Madrid or an Arsenal It's an endurance test Because the, the golf is too great I mean, Arsenal and Atletico Are Champions League sides by any other name uh, And... I don't think that even Brendan Rodgers would look forward to that Well Stephen Ray's on Twitter He says Pilsen probably the most winnable Atletico definitely one to avoid Milan are not in a good place But would offer glamour in name And the potential of an upset If Celtic turn up Chris is in Nitzhill Hi Chris Hi Pan, how are you doing? Not too Fine. bad Chris What's your point tonight? Um, I just, I'd like to make a point with De- uh, well, Derek Ante Hugh, Hugh said he wouldn't trust Dedrick Boyata to guard his his son, uh, sorry, his grandson's nursery. Uh, I've got to agree with him. I, don't, I, I really don't. I, I think, see when you were talking about the defence, I think he makes the rest of the defenders nervous. I really do. I don't think he's not the defender that Celtic need him to be. And the Celtic board have to back Brendan Rodgers and bringing in a quality centre-back. I think Saminovic, there's a player there in him. I think Lustig's done it on for, for Sweden. Kieran Tierney's coming through. He's going to be a, a class player for us, but we need to get that, a, a good centre-back uh, centre partnership. Now, <clears throat> we can go on and on about this, but the board have done this in the past to Celtic managers. They sold Fraser Foster. They brought in Craig Gordon, a guy that didn't play a game, uh, sorry, kick a ball for two games. They've done it with... Uh, Virgil van Dijk they didn't bring him then that was anywhere near his standard after making a colossal amount of money for it you don't think Craig Gordon was the same standard as Fraser Forster? Celtic Celtic got got lucky with Craig Gordon because he's a terrific goalkeeper I know he's not everyone's cup of tea but he's done a real job for Celtic since he arrived and again it's not easy to pluck another Virgil van Dijk out of the the market is it? to, to, to disagree with Chris to this extent when good money is offered for Virgil van Dijk or Ki Sung Young or uh, Fraser Forster or Wanyama, Wanyama or the, the, the list of players who have left Celtic, then it's good business for Celtic to accept that money. What I think now, though, is that Brendan Rodgers cannot go on taking Celtic sides into European ties where they get a hammering. And I think for the sake of his own reputation, he has to say to Celtic, I, I cannot go in with these players anymore. I need to, to get quality replacements. And I know the shout is always, oh, Celtic can't afford to compete. Mm. Brendan Rodgers has made over £60 million for Celtic by virtue of two qualifications for the Champions League group stages. Why can't Celtic buy a quality player? Celtic take on Hibs on Sunday as they look to get back to winning ways domestically. Rodgers admits he is expecting a battle against Neil Lennon's side. I'm really looking forward to going there. We obviously, Tuesday night, we played our fourth game in, in nine days, you know, and, and all very physically taxing games. I suppose the only benefit going into this Sunday was that we've had a 
uh, a bit more extra preparation time to recover physically and obviously uh, tactically to prepare for the game. So um, yeah, I, I've been to I went to Hibs last year and I thought the atmosphere was brilliant. I went to the the uh, the Hibs Hearts uh, Cup game and and Hibs played very well and they eventually got promoted. Neil's done a, an outstanding job there with them. They've obviously been unbeaten away from home. Uh, and at Easter Road it's always going to be a tough game. So um but we are you know, we're very much looking forward to it. We know the the challenge, we know it'll be a tough game. You know, the two games we've played against in this season have been that. Um but we'll always go into it, you know, with the confidence that if we work well and, and play to our levels that we it gives us a, a really good chance to get a result. Chris, how much of a threat will Hibbs be to that unbeaten domestic run, do you think? Uh, I, I think there'll be a big threat because part, part of me believes that a lot of the Celtic team are jaded from what they've been playing in. Now, I know you're going to say they're professionals and they need they need to be up for every game. Celtic have a big squad, but I see watching some of them, I, I see, every time I see Boyata, his hands are in his hair as if, who's to blame for this? It's not me. Armstrong, I watched him during the week. Some of the headers, the, the, the ball's coming higher. He wasn't even challenging for the headers. Now, if he thinks he's a player and he wants to go and play elsewhere, go! Prove yourself at West Brom or something like that, because I guarantee you that's the level he's at. He's not any better than what he thinks, and he's going to have to, if he wants to get back in that team, because I think in the second half, and Sham showed the type of player that Celtic do need in the centre of the park, somebody that's willing to battle, willing to pass the ball and go forward. He didn't show any appetite for the game, so I think... But I'm for a real battle on Sunday Okay thanks to Chris The Celtic fan in Nitz Hill Now I'm sure many of you will be aware But in case you're not Tomorrow is our Cash for Kids sports auction Here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard But this year We're mixing things up a bit And we're giving you the chance To get involved today Now sometimes auctions Might put people off And they think I've not got enough money To win anything from an auction That's where you're wrong We have an amazing prize for you to win It's called the Road to Wembley So you and a friend could be heading off in style To the FA Cup final in May And this is all thanks to James Mortimer I ran through it earlier on But it really is worth repeating You start your weekend on Friday morning With champagne breakfast at 29 in Glasgow Before flying to London You get two nights accommodation in a five star hotel Two tickets on the Friday night To a West End musical of your choice Two tickets to the FA Cup final at Wembley And then return flights to Glasgow on the Sunday oh, I'd take it for the champagne reception Absolutely. That is quite a prize I'm sure you'll agree And as long as you live in Glasgow in the West You can enter it by texting the word FINAL To 84902 That's FINAL to 84902 Now text costs your standard network rate Plus a £5 donation And 100% of this donation Goes to Cash for Kids So think Brilliant. of it this way you're just giving a fiver to charity You've done your good deed what And a chance of you might that. even win A fantastic prize on the back of it You must be over 18 And live within Glasgow in the West To enter T's and C's And online entry Are at Clyde1.com And the lines close at 6pm On Saturday Remember text FINAL To 84902 Well done Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Ladbrooks.com Backing Scottish football All season long Please gamble responsibly Clyde One Super Scoreboard Top Tips with Ladbrokes Download the app now Please gamble responsibly
It is that time on a Friday night when we're joined by David from Ladbrokes. David, let's start with the game tonight, obviously. The Derek McInnes factor between Dundee and Aberdeen likely to give the Dons a bounce? Yeah, I think it might do, Gordon. I mean, Dundee have not beaten Aberdeen in the last 16 games. But the Dens part men have found some form of late. Let's not ignore that. And they'll be looking to spoil the party that came out with Dundee last night. Eh, the spoil the party, should I say, spoil the good news that came out with Dundee last night. It's 17-5 to Dundee, 13-5 to the draw. Aberdeen are the favourites of Four to five. Now, big game at Ibrox tomorrow. Graham Murty back in the dugout. Uh, Ross County, the visitors this time. It's been a bit of a mixed bag for him. What, what are the odds looking like for that one? Two back to back wins against Aberdeen and sitting second, the Labrooks Premiership. It's not bad considering the managerial issues at Rangers just now. The Staggies will try and make it difficult for the Jets today, but we really can't see them getting anything from the game. It's 4 to 11 Rangers, favourite, 19 to 5 to draw. Ross County, a massive 7 to 1. I'm sure Tommy Wright will do everything to make sure that St Johnston plays. Arrive at Hamilton on time. What are the odds looking like for that one? Yeah, Hamilton are just sitting one point away from the top six, which is a great uh, performance so far this season. Is that a co- as a cause for concern for the Saints? I mean, I can't see them getting much today for, uh, tomorrow from the game. Sorry, thirty-three to twenty, eleven to five, the draw. Thirty-three to twenty for the Saints. No Louis Molt for Motherwell. Is that the type of thing that would affect the odds going to Tynecastle? Hearts have only won one of their previous six home games, Gordon. And they come up against Motherwell, who have got some good form of late, a nice attack in football. Let's say missing Louis Moult. Five to four, Hearts, 11 to five to draw, and nine to four, Motherwell. Could be an interesting. Kilmarnock, Partick Thistle, big game for both sides, that one. Kilmarnock have not lost a league game to Partick four now, but they have not won at home for nine. Both have won two games in the previous six, so it could go either way. It's five to four, Kilmarnock, 21 to 10, the draw, 12 to five for Partick and finally on to the big one on Sunday what are the chances of Neil Lennon of all people being the man to end Celtic's unbeaten domestic run absolutely no doubt whatsoever Neil Lennon has done a fantastic job uh, since taking over at Hibs Gordon could they stop Celtic betting is saying absolutely not Celtic are 4-9 favourites it's 100-30 to draw and it's a big price on Hibs 11-2 thanks to David from Ladbrokes same time next week 0141-951-1025 this is Scottish football's league league Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. As always, at this time of the evening, we get the guys a full-time teaser. This one has been sent in by Dale Handley. So thanks to Dale. And remember, folks, we like you guys to send your teasers in. So if you've got any questions, any bits of trivia you want to put in front of the guys, it's fulltime at Clyde1.com. He says, Hi Gordon. Hi Dale. Since <laughs> 1974, eight players have played for three of the following four clubs Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs So you only have to have played for three of the four and eight players have done that since 1974 Any that spring to mind? Uh, Gordon Marshall? No I'll give you a wee clue Think of the ones that have played for Celtic and Rangers and that might give you a nice starting point Kenny Miller Correct Since 1974 mm-hmm. Mo Johnson He played for Hearts as well Of course He did Yeah uh-huh. uh, Come on There's not a long list of People who've played for Celtic And Rangers So I if know. you get a couple of them Okay we can get back to it We'll get back to it Let's go to the phone lines In the meantime though And speak to Frank In 
In fact I'll tell you what Let's hear from Neil Lennon first And then we're going to get Frank's thoughts on the game Frank's a Celtic fan That makes sense doesn't it So Neil Lennon says He doesn't expect any less of a challenge From Celtic Despite that Champions League defeat In midweek The two sides do of course Meet at Easter Road on Sunday And Lennon says The Celtic players will be out To prove their domestic dominance It was worth looking at the game But you know We haven't got the quality That Anderlecht possess overall But there are areas where You know we can Take advantage of if if the case comes, we're not going to dominate possession like we have done in the majority of games. But what I do feel is it'll be a a good football game. But we need to have a good day, and some of their players need to have an off day for us to, you know, come through this one. They can be, or they can they can freshen you up and think right. Well, you know, we've done our bit. We've, we came third in the in the group, and now we can, you know, forge ahead domestically. And I think they will, you know, I think that with the the break that they'll have from the Champions League games will give Brendan a chance to freshen the players and and the squad and obviously there's a winter break as well which will benefit them as well. However, that's you know, their issues, it's not mine. If there is any mental fatigue we, we must try and take advantage of that. I don't I don't think there will be a lot because they've had the game Tuesday and they've got an extra day now with the game being on Sunday. Frank is a Celtic fan in Clyde Bank. Frank, thoughts ahead of that game at the weekend? Good evening, Gordon. Hello. Hugh, Derek. Hi, Frank. Uh, uh, no, just so much about the game. Well, I think it'll be a cracking game. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be a really good game. I think it'll be a very open game. Uh, I think Celtic will still win it. Close, but they'll still win it. But my main point tonight is about uh, the Derek's McInnes situation. Uh, Aberdeen chairman... He, def- he definitely, this guy amazes me. He definitely speaks with a forked tongue. Because Stuart Mullen turned around and he says today, well, yesterday, eh, the best places for Derek Aberdeen and we want him here and all the rest of it. But why did he let him go down to Sunderland and talk to them? Well, he has to, Frank. I mean, huh? you, you can't have an unhappy man in your hands. Well, why you... didn't he let him talk to Rangers? Well, because. The... Is, is it maybe the case, Frank, that letting a manager go to Sunderland. Is not entirely comparable to letting them go to the team which is right next to you in the league midway through the season. Nah, it's all down to money. Okay. Do you no, know something? It's a jump. case of Sunderland's have come up and said, right, we're offering you X amount of pounds for your manager, and we would like to talk to him. And Stuart Mills went, I can handle that. May well, well have yeah, been a factor. But you here. see, Frank, you're speaking like the rest of us from. No, but a, a, you, business is business. Yeah, but you're, don't you're saying money talks. That, yeah, but you keep on saying that. But how do you know that was what influenced anything? Well, to, with be to, to, Frank, to be fair to Frank, he's not saying he knows it. That's just his opinion on it. There's nothing wrong with that. No, but Frank is offering it as fact. He's offering opinion as fact, and none of us know the reason why Derek McInnes decided not to go to Rangers. One day we will, but at the moment. Only a very small number of people know what happened there And we, the public And I would include the media in that list We do not know the definitive answer And you, and you know what you Knocking back Sunderland I think well done to him Because he would have probably doubled or trebled his money Going to Sunderland Because Sunderland are a big club Struggling that they are but they do have sort of 38, 40,000 season ticket holders there They get good crowds Pay certainly a lot more money than Aberdeen, but Derek has looked at the Sunderland team and he's seen them being relegated. The three best players that they had have all been sold. They hadn't won a game. 
for about, you know, in four or five weeks, you know, they're sitting bottom of the league. Why on earth would he want to go to Sunderland? Frank, do you also think as well, just being a football fan, you know, of any club, I'm sure you can relate to this. The, the, the perception, can you imagine the Aberdeen fans reacting if, if Stuart Millen rolls over and lets Derek McInnes go to Rangers? You, you, you must admit, that's very different from the reaction if it was Sunderland. Yes, oh, I agree with you there, yeah. I think that, that's part of it as well, Hugh. Yeah. I, I would have... Well, put it this way, Stuart Millen's number one priority... Is Aberdeen They would want to keep him His set of fans happy yeah. as, as I said to you In order to safeguard The club's position I am quite sure That Derek McInnes Is very well looked after By Aberdeen uh, But I'd just like to ask Frank Come back to his own team uh, What makes you confident About Sunday Frank? Uh, just the way this, The manager I've got And he's got the players there To change it and regarding Europe, hey-ho, whoever we get, let it come. Because the money the guys brought into that club is brilliant. And f- let's, be, let's be honest, for Scottish football, what do you expect? Yeah, but that's my point. The money that Brendan Rodgers has brought in, in excess of £60 million from the Champions League, uh, I don't think that Celtic are devoting enough of that money to the strengthening of the squad. They're still playing... And still being hammered by teams Because there are still the same Central defensive frailties And because Celtic could do with a bit more quality In general In the team Frank The, the build up to Celtic games Domestically Hugh Seems to me To be following a fairly similar pattern these days This this to me sounds like the exact conversation we had before The Motherwell game and so on You look at the opposition and say, By the way, you know they're a good side Motherwell battle and you say Oh, Neil Lennon and John McGinn and Hibbs yeah. are good at this yeah. Maybe, just maybe we're, we're forgetting that Celtic have got themselves to this Outrageous you, unbeaten run And, and you overlook yeah, that slightly No 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 You can't overlook it And I, am, I, I don't mean in a deliberate sense Or, yeah. or wanting Celtic to lose I no, just mean You naturally focus on Could this be the game but, but what the Celtic fans Will be saying You know it's been great We're undefeated 67 or whatever it is But, but the, the bottom line is They haven't been playing as well The last no. three or four games They've won the games And I keep saying it It's a sign of a good side you know, when you don't play well and you still win games we're still looking at the Ross County game I mean it takes an absolute wonder goal to win the game you know and they haven't been thrashing teams you know like, like they were doing early part of the season and they're now up against a side that's very fit as fit as Celtic you know they're quick they've got a lot of quick players in their side and they can score goals and that's why I say it depends which Hibs team turns up tomorrow they can make a really good game because if you remember that the League Cup semi-final Hugh the, the things that Derek said there it, it looked that day as if Celtic did just wear Hibs down for long parts yeah. of the game it looked like Hibs might be in it but all of a sudden a couple of substitutions and it swung in Celtic's favour yeah so you cannot overlook 67 consecutive matches undefeated on a domestic basis you cannot overlook that however to use the old managerial cliche one game at a time mm-hmm. all of those 67 matches are in the past yeah, that's and fair. here we are on Sunday uh, with a side who again in midweek have suffered at the hands of not top class European opposition. We're talking about Anderlecht from Belgium here. Uh, and again, Scott Sinclair found seriously wanting, Stuart Armstrong seriously wanting, Dedrick Boyata, Simonovic far from at his best. Uh, and Brendan Rodgers himself immediately after the game said, some of the players here think they're Champions League standard. We are a long way to go 
Andy is in East Kilbride Andy, snow is forecast And if that's the case It must already be snowing in East Kilbride It must be Not as yet Not yet, okay that I'm happy with that <laughs> now, now on to your main point Just ignore me Yeah well, I've got a couple of points of that's okay. He was never given permission to talk to Rangers yeah. regarding the Rangers job. He rejected the chance to speak to Rangers regarding the job. So there's a difference there. It's quite a small difference though, Andy. It's a small difference, but it's, yeah, it's important. It's a fair point. Going forward to yeah. uh, attracting other managers, not being the second or third choice. Yeah, so but, that, that, but, but if he, listen, but if he wanted it, he would have said to Stuart Milne, no, I want to speak to him. Yeah. Well, that, that would bring me nicely, Derek. Thanks for that. Don't do my next bit. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> the main point. Uh, Derek McKenna's my understanding uh, the situation is Aberdeen wanted around a, a million pounds compensation for Derek McInnes. Rangers didn't want to pay that. They wanted Derek McInnes to resign uh, and then take it that way. Derek McInnes didn't want to do that. Because there's respect for Aberdeen and I, I'm not a contract law expert by any means, Hugh Kevens, but I, I don't think that wouldn't have cleared Rangers of any no. financial obligation. Aberdeen doesn't want to that because then them to court and sued them. And yeah. they keep yeah. saying my understanding. Where is he getting this understanding from? Mm. Because people the, have friends. No, come on, <laughs> nobody knows. The the the, the press are. Onto this story They're all over the story And no, What we know On a factual no sense No one what, is squeaking What we do know Is that It looks from If you look at both clubs That it was The ball was in Derek McInnes's court I know Andy can say He didn't turn the job down Because yeah. he didn't speak to Rangers But he, he turned down Even the chance to do that Yeah Football's a cynical world And managers Throughout This country Look at that situation And know That Derek McInnes Was the one that Rangers Wanted to be the manager Now those out-of-work managers know that they were examined and overlooked. Those who are in work know that Derek McInnes was the first choice and do they want to be the second choice. It's a cynical world. Andy, I hope you'll forgive me. Time is against me. I have to move on. We're looking for the eight players since 1974 who've played for three of the following four clubs. Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs. We'll see if these guys can come up with the answers after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Download the app and score a tap in. Please gamble responsibly. To the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard teams just out at Dens Park. Dundee against Aberdeen about to kick off. Derek McInnes back in charge. And would you believe the banner held up by the Aberdeen fans says concomitant you Reds. Hugh Keevens, you're a bit of a wordsmith. When was the last time a word entered our vocabulary thanks to the weird and wonderful world of Scottish football alone? I would suggest it might have happened in this very studio and on this very programme with the man who rightly uh, managed to get legendary status on this programme, Jimmy Sanderson, who once said to a caller, are you accusing me of mendacity? And mendacity entered the Scottish football vocabulary and uh, I think concomitant 
unlikely though it may be Never heard of it before no. Has managed to do so And that's why I, To go back to the statement You know this is I know that we shouldn't mock our own language It's the English language But you're trying to produce a statement To let the Rangers supporters understand What is going on here uh, And make it punter friendly then you know, let the speaking language that all the, the the fans can understand, and I'd like to think that someone asked for editorial approval of that statement before Rangers released it, because it's now caused fans of other clubs to laugh at them. Well, I hope you'll understand this question. It's quite simple. Since 1974, eight players have played for three of the following four: Celtic, Rangers, Hearts, Hibs. Before the break, you had given me Mo Johnson and Kenny Miller. Any advance? Mark Brown. That is, a, I'm impressed with that. No. I, don't be offended by my surprised tone, but yeah, well yeah. done, Mark Brown. What's it all about? Alfie. Alfie Con. Mm-hmm. Alfie Con. Any more? You struggling? Dude, there wasn't all that many that played for Rangers. Well, I'll tell so you it what, must be a Hearts Hibs I'll tell you what, you, yeah, you've got all the Celtic Rangers right, ones. So the other ones have played for Hearts and Hibs and, and then one one side. Right. No more at the moment Not at the moment, thank you and We do always try, don't we and, and look ahead to all the fixtures The one the one I think And I certainly played with him Was Gordon Marshall, the goalkeeper Because I know he went to Celtic And he also went to Hearts I'm not But did he play at Rangers? That's what I'm thinking The he was Google there. search that I've just done Says no appearances for appear. Rangers Alright, okay then uh, Quick look ahead to some of the other fixtures Louis Moult is mm. injured for Motherwell Now the cynics might say Hugh Keevans Oh, January transfer windows round the corner Has he played <laughs> his last game for Motherwell? Not the cynics, the, the doomsday People yeah. may say that one We know he's the, the club's top scorer Obviously he's now out for three to four weeks With a hamstring injury He is out of contract in the summer And Stephen Robinson admits as much himself That it could be hard to keep a hold of him Come January Let's hear from Stephen Robinson I can't dictate what what anybody else does you know we've always said we know he's got three months left on his contract so if, if somebody puts in the right offer for this football club obviously we have to look at everything you know and you have to be, be fair to the player as well but um, you know it's not, not something I can really dictate what other people put in so for the time being you know we, we just concentrate on what we can control really we were brave with our decision um, and I think we've been more than repaired with that you know what we got 14 goals and, and a cup final you know, and, and sitting fifth in the league. So we've been justified with our, our decision to do that. What happens in January, we, we can't really control. You know, uh, if people are willing to, to pay money with a few months left, then, you know, we have to look at that there and see where we go with it. But, um, you know, obviously I, we've got an eye on other things. We make sure that we, we're ready for that if it happens. We're ready if somebody looks at Chris Cadden or Cedric Kipra. You know, we look at all that there. Um, as I say, we have numerous options that we, we have to... Constantly look at because not everybody wants to come to Scotland, you know, and, and maybe Motherwell isn't people's first choice at times. But we're in a position where we can sell the club at the moment. Uh, Hearts have not been in good form at home. Hugh Keevans, Motherwell, I suppose you would say one of the the the, the better performers in the league this season. But how much does the absence of Louis Oof. Malt change things tomorrow? And by the way, Peter Hartley is also out, and goalkeeper Trevor Carson facing a fitness test. W- uh, would that alter your th- pre-match prediction on that one? Uh, possibly, yeah. Although Hearts at the moment uh, Don't look capable of doing very much against anyone I think in in terms of Louis Moult He is the tallies man I think he's also done enough With what roughly a goal every two games For Motherwell since he signed for the club Mm -hmm. I think he's done enough There are people down south Or perhaps there's one or two up here Who fancy taking him on in January Who who know what he can do It's an 
an awkward time for him to come off with the, the hamstring injury but they know what he can do his record is outstanding so uh, I think he will move on in January And has probably played his last game for Motherwell And Derek, a quick look at the other fixtures I like to mention as many as possible The yeah. one that jumps out, Kilmarnock, Partick, Thistle it's Big game that down the yeah, bottom, I mean, isn't we it? Keep, we keep talking about six pointers But that's what it is You know, Partick, Thistle and Kilmarnock You know, they're better teams than what they're showing Thistle are showing a wee bit better In their last couple of games But that, that for me is looking at that Neither side will want to be beaten I think that could easily end up a draw. As for Louis Moult, will he be missed? Of course he will. Not only for his goals, but for his running off the ball and he's holding the ball up for other players. He'll be missed badly tomorrow. And who do you think Tommy Wright has already set off for Hamilton in an attempt to make sure that all St Johnston players arrive at the Super Seal Stadium in plenty of time? Well, the snow forecast for tomorrow, so I, I take it he's made plans. I think Foster and O'Halloran have to get there after training this morning. Well, they, make sure they get there. They're probably sleeping there overnight. Uh, so... Well done Martin Canning In the passing Manager of the month And well done David Templeton mm-hmm, yeah. Player of the month What a great time it's been Martin Canning Gets savaged By the ha- Hamilton Aki supporters I fancy them To at least Get a draw With St Johnson Let me just say On the teaser I have misled you By accident You are still oh. looking For one who played For Celtic and Rangers Right Relatively recently I mean more recently Than Alfie Conn For instance More yeah. recently Than Mo Johnson So give that some thought While we catch up With Mark from Aberdeen Hi Mark Hi guys How you doing Not too bad How are you Not bad It's all snowy up here I'll bet it um, is but I know my, my point really is um, Directed to Hugh Primarily Because um, I felt He sort of Belittled my suggestion When I phoned in A week or so ago Suggesting um, That McInnes might not Go to um, Rangers And I used a phrase That he said He didn't understand Which was Woefully deleted Um I think Michael Stewart's probably the only pundit who came out yesterday and said that Scottish media need to wake up and realise there's more than two teams in this country. And just to get an example of things that I think have been over-reported was um, McInnes' link as a fan, that Rangers are a big club. I think under-reported was the poor leadership, the symbolic financial management, a team that finished below Aberdeen, and quite frankly delusional ambitions held by Rangers to catch Celtic. I think... Probably worse than that, though, was the under-reporting of the benefits of the team that I've been. Almost the opposite of all the things I said above, plus a new stadium. And I think that is just a willful delusion. And if you want to contact me, I'll explain it to him further. Well, um, my fear is, can I, say, can I just, would you jump in just a second before I finish? My fear is that Level 5 will be dishing out succulent lamb this time. And to the cronies to rewrite the history, and by Christmas, Murray will be Mourinho. This is very reminiscent of the denial prior to Rangers liquidation. I well, just wonder what um, results say about that. Results will determine uh, what state Graham Murty's reputation is in, not a, a PR company. Only results will determine uh, whether Graham Murty's moved himself up the, the pecking order for the Rangers job or not. Uh, you know, Mark, you, you're right. Lots of people. Lots of people thought that Derek McInnes would take the job uh, and if Michael Stewart got it bang on the money, well done him. Uh, that happens all the time in football. Lots of people think various things. Uh, in today's world, uh, it's held against you and uh, you know it leads to personal abuse, uh, but couldn't care less, frankly. Uh, you know, I did think he would take it. Uh, I do think As I said at the start of the programme That Rangers I think have got a better squad Than Aberdeen uh, And that will be proved by the League positions At the end of the season So 
Uh, well done Derek McInnes for sticking to his guns and sticking to his club. Uh, but don't worry Mark The media will get Plenty more wrong yep. Thanks to Mark and Aberdeen Going to be our final caller Of the evening Any more on this teaser? I've got one I'll just come oh. in about Stephen Presley Stephen Presley That oh. was the one That I had misled you on one. Uh, So you're looking for One, two, three more oh, I need to give us Full okay, man shoes Rangers right. Striker That's what you, you would think For you Derek That's the clue He may have the same First name as Someone in this yep. studio And it's not Any of you two Hugh Burns No <laughs> Said it's not you two Oh, oh Gordon Dury Gordon Well Dury. done Gordon Dury So you've got two more We are watching Dundee against Aberdeen At the moment What about someone Who played also for Dundee eh, Sorry Played for Aberdeen And managed Dundee Played for Aberdeen They managed Dundee Uh huh uh, Recently oh, Very recently jo- Jockey Scott No oh. More recently than that Come on also played for Celtic Who was the Tommy Zemel Recently Oh sorry I thought you meant Oh Tommy Oh Who was the Dundee manager Before Neil McCann Paul Hartley Paul Hartley Honestly my goodness And one more This guy was a striker Played for Celtic And Hibs And Hearts Not Rangers A famous musical surname Shared with Michael Moonwalking Michael <laughs> My oh, clues are Jackson, Darren, Darren, Darren Jackson. Jackson. Honestly, see the see the. the Thank the, goodness when I've got any clues here. You would the, the, depths, well I, the depths I have to go to to give you the answers. Well done to Hugh Evans and oh. Derek Johnson. That rounds things up for tonight. But remember, tomorrow two o'clock, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Every kick of the ball in Scottish football and beyond, and some truly amazing prizes on the oh. Cash for Kids Sports Auction. It Don't really miss is it. not to be missed. Don't and I'm not just saying tomorrow. that. I'm deadly serious. So thanks to Hugh Evans and Derek Johnson for joining me, Gordon Duncan. We'll be back two o'clock tomorrow. And if you want to get your weekend started, GBX Friday's up next. Super Scoreboard with Ladbrooks.com. Bet and play and pull a result out of the bag. Please gamble responsibly.